Welcome to Conversations with Z and Vindesh, a weekly discussion that explores common life challenges and offers practical solutions. Learn more at dharmamedia.com. That's D-H-A-R-M-A media.com. Welcome to Conversations. Last time, Z and Vin discussed our tendency to stick with the familiar, which restricts our personal growth. We now pick up where we left off. Welcome to part two of Convenient Comparisons and Comfortable Conclusions. Yeah, Z, you've returned the favor uh, because as you're talking, I'm thinking about my experience. And in some ways, it's a gift to have this time. You talk about the familiar. We would never have this period of not familiar under normal circumstances. There's absolutely no way to create it. And when you go through this, you actually have something new to compare yourself to. I think this is the big problem we have when we stick with the familiar. And maybe it's a lack of imagination. Uh, Maybe the idea doesn't even occur to us. But how do you visualize something that you've never experienced? Uh, So when I think about this time, I've realized that we all carry around the sense of urgency, the sense that I need to be doing something, I need to schedule something. And as soon as that drops, it's like you drop a weight that you weren't even aware was on your shoulders. You can breathe. Ah, I can just relax. I can hang out. I can spend time doing whatever I want to do. I don't have to be anywhere. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to prove anything. And that's something that at least I never would have realized unless I had this time where, like a fish, I'm suddenly out of water. And I didn't realize I was in the water until the situation changes and now you've got some perspective. So I think so much of what we're talking about is how do we shift that perspective? If all we know is the familiar, how do we move away from that familiar and cultivate that macro perspective, Z, that allows us to approach life more intelligently? Yeah, you're right. And I, I would like to, you know, add to the point that you're making for those that are opt-outs, uh, developing that narrative that, that we need, those mantras. Think about the idea that energy, the exchange of energy, the cultivation of energy, and the efficient d- dispersion of energy is part of a natural phenomena. The brain loves efficiency. That can be, the outcome of that can be beneficial or taxing. Hypocrisy, though it's efficient and convenient, has a long-term parasitic cost to it. It leaves a lot of pollution behind because when you're a hypocrite, you need to do a lot to guard yourself from truthfulness, from equanimity of thought, and from the openness of heart. There takes a lot of work to be a hypocrite. So for the opt-out, we wanted you not to be a hypocrite. Unencumber your life. Be less cluttered. Less cluttered in your life. Start with you being the example of the world you would like to have. So when you judge, when you pontificate, Ask yourself first, have you done everything you could do to be the template of the reality you're projecting? Have you made sacrifices of your own familiarity, 
of your own comforts and conveniences that you would like to see in the world. Be the world you want. Engage people in a way that you yourself would want to be like. And if you can't do that, in that if you can't change the people around you, change the people around you. And start with you. So my appeal to all of our opt-outs is let's double down. Let's open the doors. Let's clear the air. Let's throw things out. Our political ideologies, our false narratives about self. When we hear the pain of the hypocrites in the media and the news, that's the endless stream, this endless disaster, Know what's going on. Know what they're selling you and don't buy it. Don't talk like them. Don't walk like them. Don't be like them. Be like you. Be your own best example of the world that you want to live in. On a deeply personal level, nurture the love in your life. Take time out for your friends and loved ones. Start there first so that those habits become a virus themselves. And so when you meet people in the world, the light of that will shine and reflect upon them. Cultivate your narrative that does not invite into your life these failed micro perspectives that require no nuanced thinking, that promote ignorance and not intelligence. Promote intelligence, though it costs a little more energy at first, the harvest is abundant. In the harvest time of your life, you will have more. That's what we can do. While we're going through this, <coughs> excuse me, while we're going through these unpredictable times, know that they're unpredictable and be um, fleet of foot as you navigate through these uncertain times. Listen at times, but don't comment. Just listen. And from that listening, you gain a very clear view of where that, where that narrative is coming from. And you can decide in a very, in a very quick moment where this conversation is going, where this person's thinking is at. And then you know how to proportion your energy in dealing with them. You will not change anybody with facts, with proof, with scientific evidence. People change because they find an overwhelming value to themselves to change. So stop trying to change people. Listen to them and develop methodologies of interacting, communi communicating with them, tactics and strategies on conveying and maneuvering the landscape of that individual. But remember, your big priority is to save your energy. Manage your resources so that it comes back to you uh, in good harvest, right? Familiar relationships are very important right now, those you live closest to. If you're not on the rat wheel, you don't need to be in big crowds to be entertained and to feel whole. You don't need to go to crowded bars and all that to find yourself. We live in, in, in un, unknown times. Be like Sun Tzu in the art of war and move through 
territory right now as if it's unknown and, and, and uncertain enemy territory. We don't know, so move quietly, stealthily through. Stay out of crowds. Whether it's the Kofifi is real or not real, but we know that we do know that the vast majority of people are mentally and physically sick. We know that. Go through any town, large or small, and see the sheer number of dialysis clinics. A disease people chose to have. In a free society, people are free to abuse themselves. But yet the poison of that is also with the vein of entitlement is that they feel no responsibility for their choices. So now we're moving through territory we must be very cautious moving through. Avoid conversations with the ignorant. You won't change them, you won't enlighten them. Simply be an example. This is a good time to conserve and manage and direct our resources in ways that nurture us. You follow me, Ben? Yeah, Z, I'm with you 100%. I think this discussion for me has been very interesting. I came into this and I agreed with what you were saying about our tendency to hold on very tightly to what's comfortable, what's known. I've seen that in my peer group. I've seen that in my family. And I've always felt like it's something that causes great detriment. It's a reflexive behavior. Oftentimes it's rooted in fear or lack of creative thinking. And I think it really limits the life that we can lead. We end up just doing the same thing over and over, living lives that perhaps are not satisfying, perhaps are not meaningful, simply because number one, we don't do the introspection. And number two, we're afraid of what that next step is going to be. And I'll just finish with some observations from my own life. I've certainly been in these situations before. There are times where I should have moved more quickly than I did. I stayed in situations longer than I could have. And one thing that's worked for me is really to build a sense of conviction in myself. I think ultimately we can never know what the future holds. We can never know what the ultimate path is going to be. But frankly, it's not important. If we, number one, have clarity on who we are and what we care about, and number two, have the conviction that wherever we are, whatever life presents us, we can survive. We can rise to that challenge. Then everything is good. Then life ceases to be a, I don't even know what the word is, but a horror show in some ways. And it becomes an adventure. It becomes an opportunity. It just becomes something that really stokes our passion and our excitement in a way that I think a lot of people don't experience. So maintain that clarity, build that conviction, and Z, as you're saying, let's use this time to step out, step out of the rat wheel and step onto something better and more sustainable. That's right, Van. But I was thinking about it in the sense that, you know, are you willing to sacrifice yourself for the greater good? of your known humanity. And I say your known humanity because we only know what we know. I don't, I think the, the myth of the the hero for all or the Superman archetype is, is just that, a Superman archetype because you, it, it's not about hundreds of millions. It's about the people in your life. The, your, your, the people that are relevant to you that make up the cosmic content of your being. 
right? So the hero pose is that metaphor. You know, I'll do it. I'll step. I mean, we all do it to various degrees. And what I was saying to little Sophie is, can you get out of your own head and do your work? So just her working on herself unburdens her mom. I hear from mothers of older children, and one of the most burdening things is that they can't take care of themselves. Right. So they extend the time that parent needs. They take away that parent's opportunity to live their own life. They're no longer infants or adolescents or teenagers, but they're, they, they're self-dwelling. They're self-indulged. So the parent is still called to do things with them that you would normally do with a small child. I know a number of parents that have had to stop living their life so they can tend to adult children who have made a choice to not be able-bodied. And it's very sad. So in that case, like I was telling the young lady today, be a hero. Take care of yourself. What, what do you think was her starting point? Because do you think Katie kind of pushes her here, or do you think she comes here on her own volition? I think there's, there's two pieces of it. I think yes. she wants to do that. She's yeah. an intelligent young lady. And I think basic, a basic level of higher intelligence is the desire to be autonomous to venture out and want to take care of yourself. I see that in my, my baby. You know, he's three years old. He's, um, he has his own um, struggles and stuff. And the first thing he wants to do when he walks is go out the front gate. I want to see the world. That's a good sign. I want to see what's out there. And as the intelligence develops, you know that you need the resources. Well, if I go out there, I need food. So let me go back home and put some food in my my backpack. If I go out there, I'm going to need to know where my dad is. So if I fall, he can pick me up. So let me drag my dad along. Resources. What are the resources I need to go on a journey? As you mature, of course, those resources are mainly knowledge. The knowledge of dealing with other people. You may not have all the tools yourself or skills, but if you have the intelligence, you can meet people, you can interact with people, you can manipulate your situation so that you can go on your adventure. But if you don't mature into that, if you don't push yourself, then you simply transmit your burden to others. Thus is the adult child that can't take care of themselves. Or I have emotional problems or, or issues that will inconvenience me. So I'd rather you be inconvenienced based on our familiar ties. You don't evolve then. You never grow. Right? So, yeah, the hero pose is a very um, powerful metaphor. Vira parampara, very powerful metaphor. The martyr. And it's not always strapping a bomb to yourself and blowing up everybody at the mall. Sometimes it's strapping that bomb to your mind and blowing up that feeling that you have a right to burden other people with your issues. Right? That's what that pose is all about. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a review on Podbean, iTunes, or your favorite podcasting app. Each five-star review 
helps us bring you more unique and insightful content. Learn more at dharmamedia.com. Peace.